0: It's time again for Talking Trade, sponsored by MMAC's World Trade Association and Michael Best Strategies.
1: Welcome to Talking Trade. I'm Sandy Siegel, President of MEJ. And I'm
0: Ken Wasick, Managing Director of EM Wasik & Associates, an international business consulting company. So, today, it's a great pleasure that we have our guest, Terry Dietrich, uh, an expert in international trade and infrastructure development. I've, well, we've been met, uh, I met you a long time ago, Terry, when you were the global sales director at Span Creek Global Services in uh, Waukesha, Wisconsin. And then you moved on and started your own uh, business, specializing in assisting uh, clients in various emerging markets and some of the tough ones uh, Central Asia, Middle East and Africa. But you've always been uh, focused on the construction and infrastructure projects so recently I know you've been concentrating on the rebuilding of a country, Ukraine, and I met you uh seen you in work very skilled negotiator and you have a master's degree in international economic policy at the american university's school of international services in washington so welcome uh terry to talking trade thank you great to be with you great so you've always been active in the construction the rebuilding the infrastructure industry Doing various projects around the world outside the United States, and now you're really focusing on the Ukraine. What are some of those initial steps in a, in a very uh, large mess project like building a rebuilding a country? And does some of this construction start before the conflict ends, or is it? Do we have to wait until there's some ceasing of the military actions?
2: Right. Well, I'll tell you, if you wait, you'll be too late uh that's what the word is when you when i was in poland just a couple of weeks ago for the rebuild uh ukraine conference it was the first of its kind a big kickoff and the bottom line is is the europeans the asians and and to an extent some american companies are already in planning a lot of engineering planning design those types of things for buildings a lot of formulation of new uh, ministry level uh initiatives for rebuilding particularly for things like social housing housing and hospitals schools very you know immediate need types of projects that are in the in the process of being uh both designed and in the initial stages of getting funding it's amazing
1: um first of all thank you terry i'm i'm yeah, sure. enamored and you know really proud of the work you're doing there um and, and you know really touches me personally I, I'm I'm trying to wrap my head around a major, you know, in, in construction projects like this reconstruction, oh. and you know, any kind of reconstruction um, requires a lot of financing, uh, let alone rebuilding an entire nation. So where where is the the money coming from, and in the financing, you know, to to rebuild Ukraine?
2: Yeah. So the initial funding obviously has been going towards military security and general operations of the country Uh, but obviously they're moving towards the phase of pre-planning which also includes funding so so far due to the fact that you've got a major political risk insurance problem where banks essentially are not operating there and even the multilateral banks uh, and export agencies are really not operating yet That's the big question mark is, is there political risk insurance in the offing coming soon that will then start to bolster the idea of putting together major funds, those types of things. Having said that, the Development Finance Corporation, DFC down in Washington, seems to be taking the lead from the U.S. side, and frankly, even even with the European side, EBRD, European Bank for Reconstruction and Development, World Bank, um, uh, European uh, Central Bank, there's several multilaterals that are lining up. Uh, mainly project specific, and right now I would say f- focus mainly on basic infrastructure and energy needs. That's a big issue over there. Um, but the bottom line is, is those multilaterals will be coming in. Um, as you know, the De- Development Finance Corporation used to be the o- Overseas Private Investment Corporation, mm-hmm. which which focused on political risk insurance. So what's happening with DFC is they're looking for projects, and to a limited extent what we've seen in some very select projects is that they're willing to provide a a political risk insurance or guarantee for those types of projects. With that said, that's really the formulation. The banks in the country are not operating. The big banks in Europe are starting to kind of put themselves in a position to to go in uh, when when the conflict starts to uh, dissipate or hopefully ends. But the bottom line is, is. the government doesn't have the money to finance much as far as infrastructure or development it's just immediate needs for them although there are there's a, a couple of i'll say quasi private uh organizations over there one called ukraine invest which is their investment arm within the company the country to kind of coordinate with overseas capital coming in there's also some, some uh, pretty significant funds from europe that are starting to set up there Um, and those funds will be kind of gap financing funds that will also help out the uh uh, the the export credit agencies and the multilaterals once they get in but for now money is lining up you can talk to officers in the dfc and trade development uh, agency for feasibility studies u.s commerce all of them they're basically starting to focus on putting that in place but i'd say we're probably uh uh, six to 12 months away from major funding being available. And of course, that's all uh, contingent on things settling down over there. So, but bottom line is pre planning is going on full speed.
0: Well, that's great to hear, uh, Terry. And in, in any type of major, major rebuilding of a country, there's always the government resources and the government funding and the government yeah. backing. But you also need quite a bit of private. Uh, money and private investment from corporations, and with billions, of, uh, hundreds of billions of euros and dollars needed for the rebuild, you know, how are how would a country like Ukraine and its allies attract the private investment? Because we talked about political risk insurance, but you also have the commercial risk as well.
2: Right, yeah, and you're, you're seeing, uh, you know, the Swiss banks, the European banks starting to line up for this. So there, there are, there are avenues for companies uh, and of course in, in their own funding sources back in their their uh, native countries they're starting to line up those types of things funds are starting to become more and more available i'll tell you the uh, the the real gateway into ukraine right now is poland so if you go to Warsaw these days, you see uh, capital funds being formed all over, you see investment funds, you see uh, export credits even through through Poland for goods and services. So just as a, a little FYI, if you wanna be on the ground in Ukraine today, you actually are best off being in Warsaw because that's really where people are staging uh, not only the financing, but you know uh, export, uh, capabilities, service capabilities, uh, long-term investments. Uh, that's it's it's hopping over there, and companies are basically using that as the springboard to go in. Czech Republic, Hungary, Slovakia to a lower extent, but certainly Poland is the hotspot. So there is a lot of private capital around. Um, there are a lot of investors. Uh, Teaming up with big developers, Ken, you mentioned in the construction field, you know, the Bechtels and the and the right. KBRs and the floors and those guys will be going in as they've done for reconstruction all over the world. It probably takes them a little bit longer. Some of them are connected in the defense community. So they're in, they're doing some kinds of work like that that are immediate need type of things. But I would eventually venture to say that those guys will be dragging capital from the US and Canada in there on the private side. But people are really waiting for, uh, you know, obviously this all to end and then uh, large multilaterals like the World Bank, EBRD, and DFC to go in. Um, They're not going to fund everything in a project. Most of the projects that I've seen, for instance, to give you an example, DFC will fund up to about 60 or 65 percent of the projects. Then there's uh, equity needed for the final 35 or 40 percent. In some cases, that's it, local investors or local construction groups in my uh, in my sector. In other cases, it's investment funds that are looking to go in. so it's it's going to be a combination. Nobody's going to go in and finance everything. They talk about a Marshall plan that that may be in the offing, but there's certainly going to be a need for private capital to be able to provide that uh, gap financing.
0: It's interesting that you mentioned Poland being the uh, the center of this. Uh, you know historically, Ukraine and polls uh, have been, united as a country yeah. and as well as uh, under the austrians and in uh, the russians as well and uh, i have a personal interest because uh, actually my name is actually a ukraine root and all the okay. places of uh, Shemel and jeshav and all that that's where my uh, my roots are
2: great great well it's 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 amazing what's going on in poland i mean at, at the end of the day they're going to be a, a huge recipient of funds going in there and i i think they have a very bright future and lviv you know the the biggest yeah. city uh that is really the the hub in ukraine now is you know just a few hours away granted right now it's tough to take the train in there and cross the border and those types of things but it will be almost like a milwaukee to chicago type of circumstance right. uh, frankly speaking once you get the border and a lot of companies are starting to set up operations whether it's service or manufacturing right along the Inside, of course, the Polish border, so that the risk factor is much lower, but they're really setting up to springboard into a Lviv and then the rest of, of Western Ukraine. Like the, the biggest challenge that we're hearing on the ground over there is who's going to go to Kharkiv and the Far East uh uh cities that have been completely def- decimated, who's going to actually go in there? And that's going to take very direct, you know, major funding. Um, it's going to be a real challenge. Western Ukraine has been. Frankly speaking, pretty much untouched as far as infrastructure and those types of things. So that's the easy springboard to step in.
1: Well, it's encouraging to hear some of the investment, the private investment that you speak of, and
2: you know, and
1: and the energy and um, around that. Um, yeah. As we wrap it up today, Terry, what can you recommend? What are your thoughts on best opportunities for a small or medium-sized companies that you know want to participate and? um and get involved
2: in, in helping the rebuilding yeah you know I, I just spoke on this at your at the Meta meeting right. recently and, and and the bottom line is it's for the small to mid-sized companies they've got the opportunity to go in as subcontractors or equipment suppliers and whatnot i think the way to connect to them i'm involved with the rebuild ukraine agency which is a uh, new quasi private public uh, partnership in in dc um, if anybody would want to contact me I, i'm on the i'm the chairman of the construction committee although there's there are several other sectors represented be happy to put them in contact with there and then obviously dsc trade development agency and us department of commerce commerce is not uh full speed on the ground in in kiev at this point they're still really operating out of dc but certainly worth uh connecting with them and uh, kind of following the same path and then trying to connect to some of those bigger guys that are going in Terrific.
1: Well, again, amazing work you're doing. Thank you for for all that you're doing and and all the information you shared today. And thank you for joining us on Talking Trade.
2: Thanks for having me. on. I'm excited to get Wisconsin companies into Poland and then then springboard into Ukraine. This is going to be the biggest construction site in the world
1: uh, sometime
2: sometime in the next year or so. So thanks for having me. Thanks. Thanks, Terry.
0: You've been listening to Talking Trade. Sponsored by MMAC's World Trade Association and Michael Best Strategies.